0: Greetings, cinephiles. Are you looking for a movie analysis podcast that stands above the rest? Then look no further than Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters. We analyze good movies, we analyze bad movies, and yes, we also analyze the in-betweens of the world of cinema. So if you like what you hear, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. And yes, my friends, we are 420 Friendly, so when you listen to us, smoke Smoke it it if you've got got it. it. And now... Here's a new episode of Collateral Gaming. The show starts right now. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Zachary Reggio. And this is Collateral Gaming Season 6. Welcome back to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from the United States, and yes, my friends, we are a 420 friendly podcast, so whatever you have, be it dabs, blunts, 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 <laughs> blunts, blunts or joints, smoke it crack with, meth yes just as, as long as you smoke it with the exaggerated swagger of okay i'm not gonna finish that
1: <laughs> yeah don't that would not be good
0: what is up
1: buddy dude man not much enjoying life right now A little less than five weeks out from the wedding getting super pumped to get going and spider-man 2 comes out next friday i'm so pumped bro Dude the theme when you're preloading it is gas. You were so right, bro, when you oh. told me that. Oh, you put it on? I did. Of course I did. You told me that and I was like, I can hear the music? Let's go. You know how I am about video game music, so yeah. I'm pumped.
0: And, and you saw the the first uh a theme I sent you that was like a kind of a combination of Peter's and Miles themes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of like the main theme. Dude, I'm so fucking stoked for Spider-Man 2. Yes, we were gonna be covering it as discussed previously. Um, And then there's a whole lot of other exciting shit happening right now, too. I mean, like you said, your wedding is is happening and uh, I'm going to be there next month. I've already bought the plane tickets. Uh, I'm actually coming on Wednesday because it was a hell of a lot cheaper to do that than coming in Thursday. So,
1: (laughs) hey, man, whenever you can bust the nut, man, just do it. Uh, The only thing
0: is now I got to figure out the uh, arrangements uh, of what uh, where I'm going to stay while I'm down there. But I am pumped.
1: Hey, Wednesday night, actually, I'll talk to Danielle, but Wednesday night, you probably can crash with us. And then Thursday and Friday night, I'll have the Airbnb set up for us. Hell so yeah. if you want to stay at the Airbnb, we can try and get that done um, because I'd love for you to be a part of the bachelor party. But uh, okay. I'll figure that out within the next couple of days, and I'll let you know.
0: Okay. Yeah, let me know. That would be awesome, man. Thanks. Yes, yes, sir. Hell Yeah. But uh, we are here to talk about Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, This is the second part of our uh, two-part look, uh, a revisit of both of these games. Um, We covered Spider-Man 1 in part one. Um, Probably recommend listening to that first. Um, uh, But, uh, yeah. Now, Spider-Man 1 was a game that we had actually done a full episode on the podcast of, and then we did a redux. Uh, In this case, with Miles, we covered this game when it first came out. But, um, and uh, uh, you were there, (laughs) I checked. Yeah, I was here. We covered it when it first came out, but it was a spoiler-free review as we normally do with game lunch titles. So this will be our first time being able to jump into the game uh, and actually getting into the spoilers of the story. Uh, and man, uh, just like Spider-Man 1 did to me, this game was a, a real tearjerker, uh, even on replay.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, to me, it is a tearjerker. It's not as much of a tearjerker, because kind of the more, uh, the more emotional stuff, besides the whole Finn arc, and we'll, we'll get to that, of course the really emotional stuff that happened to Miles was actually in Spider-Man 1 with the death of Jefferson Davis and stuff like that. But this game kind of takes you through a really emotional journey as Miles kind of discovers who he is as, you know, his webhead. You know, his version of, you know... Not, not the Scarlet Speedster. I was about to bring a Flash reference into this. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and back off. <laughs> so, yeah, this game...
0: um when comparing it to Spider-Man One, I, I agree it's not as 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 good. Um, a somewhat more polished experience, though. Uh, I think the o- the only reason it doesn't earn as many points for me personally is that. Um it's, uh, it's quite a bit shorter. This is more of a standalone expansion slash spinoff sequel, but not a, not a true sequel. Um, this is just kind of like a short thing, uses the same map as the, uh, the first game, uh, and they were pretty upfront about it. You know, like this game is, in a sense, DLC, um it's not unlike infamous in fact i think they actually compared it to this infamous first light for infamous second son
1: um, or or tears of the kingdom
0: <laughs> yeah actually that, that's a good comparison except uh, uh this is actually has a is, is a smaller experience than the main game whereas tears of the kingdom is is it, it is a full game uh that will take you you know as many hours if not more than the last one uh this one is, is a condensed experience but nonetheless it is a It it, it is a well-polished experience. I think with, uh, you know, not having as much to cover, they were able to uh, uh, really go all in on this. Uh, And it's just filled with so much life and detail, and also um, manages to make itself feel differently enough uh, with some of the combat mechanics, uh, the stealth mechanics, uh, a lot of, like, Miles' new abilities. but but right off the bat, I think you'll kind of notice the difference with just the animations. Um, like our yep. uh, favorite IGN reviewer once said, I mean he 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 does have a sort of uh, exaggerated swagger to his movements.
1: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he does.
0: Uh, yeah. So, but but what uh, what's cool about that is that yeah, Miles has his own style. Um, he's younger. He comes from a different background than Pete, uh, and, and that's reflected in the way he pulls off the same traversal and combat moves uh, throughout the game.
1: Yeah, it's it's really fun because you get to you get to kind of experience the same thing that you did in Spider-Man One, but it's a really it's it's unique how Insomniac did it because they gave you almost the same experience with a completely fresh overhaul. They kind of give you a whole new perspective to look at it, and you actually feel younger playing the game. You get to kind of feel Miles' generation as he dons the suit versus Pete's more, you know, tactical approach to it. Miles is a little bit more loose, and uh, he's kind of more open to, you know, goofing off as he. It's kind of like a younger Pete, but with, I guess, more exaggerated swagger, as they so elegantly put it. <laughs>
0: so yes, everything about this game feels fresh, feels different even just down to the character animations Um, on top of that, now we do have all of these different uh, aforementioned combat mechanics, of course uh, Miles' venom abilities uh, his bioelectric powers
1: (laughs) that's that's the coolest part of the game to me, is his ability to use bioelectricity Uh and I think that they incorporated that really, will, really well with both uh, just straight combat, takedowns especially, that shit's cool, and interacting ac- interactions with uh, things around the environment like air vents or electric panels and stuff to kind of, it kind of expands the exploration and the solving of puzzles.
0: Yes. Yeah, no. In fact, they even have, like, these new, like, uh, generator-type puzzles um, that work off of Miles' uh, uh, Venom abilities. Uh, And he has different Venom abilities that are mapped uh, uh, to each of the uh, uh, basic combat abilities on the face buttons. So uh, you can use, you know, your standard Venom punch. You have the Venom strike, which will hit the enemy from a distance uh, and quickly zip you towards them. Uh, you have a venom jump that will automatically disarm your enemies and lift them up into the air, uh, and you even have like a mega, like a uh, was it a mega venom blast or something? They call
1: it. Yeah, it's that. Is that the one where it's like triangle and circle, and you jump up and slam down?
0: Well, there's the venom smash, which which is where you hit uh, square and X, and you do the ground pound oh, okay. ability, but with venom. Uh, But then there's also like that big mega finisher that uses three bars uh, and wipes out all the enemies, which is super helpful when you're playing new game plus.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I can. I haven't done the new game plus. I've only played through the game actually one time, Um, but I remember that vaguely. Really cool addition to the game and another really cool use of his power, especially when you get good enough at the game where you can kick enough ass to build up three full bars Oh, focus, and you could just beat ass.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I like about it is that you can just you can just build up the meters, um, and and they even changed up the system a little bit since the last game because we had a meter build up in in, in Spider Man One, but um, it was just used for the finishers. Now the finishers are accomplished by doing um, by doing the uh, by hit, getting a, a certain hit combo. So uh, I think it's like eight or ten hits or something. uh, And then uh, you actually get a finisher. And then you can unlock abilities to bank additional finishers, like in the first one. But although... I am missing uh, Peter's uh, uh, double finisher ability that lets you pull off a second, a second free one. That one was nice to have. But it's okay, because Miles... Well, if, it... Yeah, go ahead.
1: I like the way they... I'm sorry. I like the way they do that, though, because in subtle ways, the game shows how less experienced Miles is and how he probably doesn't have the stamina, resilience, or focus to pull off another finisher like that. He's probably... In in my mind, I think that when he does a finisher, finisher, he's so exhilarated by it that he can't chain them, which is an in a, a show of inexperience. Where at this point, Pete's been Spider-Man for almost nine years.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Miles doesn't have quite the same levels of experience, and yet he has ways that he makes up for it because he has those additional abilities. So like the the, yep. the Venom Mega Blast, for instance, you know, like he he also can can uh, you know, yeah build up his finishers instead of... uh, or build up his meters instead of using them immediately. So there's a level of strategy that comes, and and the Venom just adds a whole new flavor to combat, which is really nice. And and they complement each other. Also, Miles can go invisible at will, um, which just has a short cooldown, and there are even abilities that will supplement that. So... um, I think it's really cool that not only does that help obviously with the stealth sections but even in the middle of combat uh, uh, you can uh, you can disappear from an enemy's line of sight and and it just makes combat so much easier Uh, and there's even those enemies the shield enemies you know that you have to duck under that move doesn't work on on them anymore unless you're
1: invisible (laughs) which is pretty cool I mean honestly it just adds a level of difficulty to the game Which I like how in some areas of the game it feels naturally more difficult because Miles is less experienced. Insomniac does a really good job of creating environments based off of the actual what would be the emotions of the main character. Like Pete is experienced, and so the game is really fucking difficult after a certain point because you've got waves and waves and waves of many different kinds of enemies like demon thugs and fist thugs and um sable thugs and all this stuff. And Miles, you know, it's kind of the same thing with Miles because eventually at first you're just kind of dealing with normal criminals. But then you have to start dealing with the underground and it just gets more and more intense as Miles gets more and more experienced. Insomniac has a really good way of kind of throwing you in and you feel that level of progression just like the character does. And it makes for a much more immersive experience. I love the way they do that. I don't know if I explained that cleanly enough, but i, I it's just something I'm... It, me, it makes me a lot more excited for Spider-Man 2 because at this point, you know, Miles is going to be even more you know, powerful and experienced and we're gonna have to see a point where he has to take on Pete to kinda calm him down. I swear to God that's gonna happen and I'm ready for it. I'm ready for sorry, it. Sorry, I went off I went off on a tangent. I'm sorry. No
0: brother, I'm here for it. And it's why you're a uh, a person that is on this podcast believe person me person of interest. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a uh I have a Discord sound for that. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on no that's not it um um yeah i pressed the wrong button we'll, we'll continue at another point sorry about that
0: <laughs> <laughs> no worries bro uh, but yeah man this this game is is so um it's so fucking good because just whenever i wanted a little bit more spider-man content i mean we already talked about how many times you know I've played through Spider-Man 1 just wanting more and more content. This came out and it provided, it gave us more and yet still felt fresh and made us feel
1: super super excited about the sequel and the the true capabilities of the PlayStation 5 because yes. Spider-Man on the PS4 was it was it was a beautiful game but it ran in 30 it's solid locked 30 fps. When Miles Morales came out, you had the option to play it in with performance ray tracing which the the PlayStation 5 had those capabilities. It came out on the PS4 as well, which meant that it was held back a little bit. But that is what makes me so excited about Spider-Man 2 because it's been solely focused for the PS5. So now we get to kind of see what kind of power this console truly has. And we got a taste of that with Miles Morales being the launch title, which was fantastic, by the way, given the fact that Spider-Man PS4 is probably one of the greatest games ever made, which makes me excited because that means part two is going to be even better. Dude, it is going to be...
0: So much, it's going to be, I'm, I'm, my, my expectations are sky high already, which I know, you know, you, you, you should get your expectations high before the thing comes out, but man, fuck, they, they are it's high. It's
1: Insomniac, bro. They haven't missed the beat.
0: I mean, they delivered on the last game for me and my expectations were high. They they delivered on this game for me and my expectations were high. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a thing.
1: And Miles Morales hints so much at the success of... Like, just the continuity of the story, the Miles Morales... I... Okay, so, kind of a quick jump ahead. What do you think happened... Well, no, we'll get to that point when we talk about the story. I'm kind of thinking ahead, because I'm sure we'll talk about that, but we haven't necessarily gotten into the story of the game yet. Just kind of the fluidity of Miles' movement, and everything that you can do with the Venom powers, and how the game starts, first and foremost. It starts with Pete basically instructing Miles on how to be the best version of Spider-Man. They can that he can be because they're like overseeing the hall of a prisoner transport. And yeah, Ash, I'll let you dive into that.
0: <laughs> right. So, they're transporting a prisoner and we actually don't know who that prisoner is right away they're taking guesses at it you know but it's one of the supervillains. is it the sh- shocker is it electro is it you know who, who, who is in there and then the whole thing the, the, the containment thing starts shaking you know exactly who it is uh, yep. so the game opens up actually with a chase of Rhino through the streets of Manhattan um, lovely little cameo with JJ I think who we actually see in person for the first time and not just as a as a disembodied <laughs> yeah. voice. Yep. Um. And Very uh, yeah. Angry
1: disembodied voice.
0: <laughs> it's a really great fucking sequence, and Pete actually gets down for the count, and Miles has to step up to the plate, and that's whenever he he witnesses his own Vietnam powers for the first time. So, yeah, it, it's actually a really big fucking moment. It's it's really cool, and right after that, Pete tells Miles that he's going away for a little while, and that uh, Miles is going to be the one and only Spider-Man, which is how this game manages to have a focused experience of Miles and not have to deal with Peter being around, have a threat yep. that only Miles can deal with at the moment.
1: Um, yeah, he's basically saying, Miles, hey, I'm going to Europe with MJ to have sex with her over there for a little while, so you deal with this.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, and this is a very Miles focused experience. So, if you were hoping to get back in touch with some of the uh, characters that we dropped off on in Spider Man 1, you know, if you're expecting a full sequel, that's not what this is. This is a uh, shining a magnifying glass on, on Miles' life. And I have a feeling that these characters are going to be just as important in the next game as Peter's cast of characters were uh, and, and will be. So we're going to have actually an experience focusing on both of their perspectives, and I'm really excited to see that because just how well they've done these experiences individually um, on both the PS4 and the PS5. Speaking of the cast of characters, I guess let's get into that a little bit because uh, uh, we haven't really uh, discussed them yet. So we do have the guy in the chair, uh, Genki Lee. That's Miles' best friend or one of his Mm -hmm. best friends, right?
1: Yeah. Um he actually I, I still think he had a great idea wanting to put ads on the app so that they could make money. Yeah. And Miles had a good heart. He's like, No, 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 no. We don't need to do all that. Sorry.
0: Well, <laughs> and he designs the friendly neighborhood Spider Man app, which I'm a huge fan of. I love that they have um changed the uh You know the the uh, access of uh, crimes and side quests uh, to this interface. Glad to hear that it's coming back in the next game because it's such a natural fit. Uh, But Genki's the one that came up with this app, which you can open at any time uh, during during combat or I mean during traversal. uh, You know while you're free roaming Manhattan. But uh, Genki is kind of like the the guy in the chair. He's very similar to actually the MCU's portrayal of Ned Leeds. who actually, I think, I think it's the other way around. I think Ned was meant to be similar to Genki from the comics, um, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, it sounds
1: more accurate when you say it that way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so he's actually, right off the bat, actually, Miles is not alone. He actually has uh, a friend who is uh, supporting him, who, who's aware, who's there with him. And Genki's a real one, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, that dude sticks through you thick and thin.
1: He sticks through him? <laughs> hell yeah brother
0: sticks with you through thick and thin
1: you gotta gotta have a friend that'll stick it through you
0: exactly I mean I you know what else can you do uh, except for uh, big you know uh, (laughs) friends (laughs) who will stick it through you I mean what else do you need out of life
1: gotta have a friend who will stick it in you dude (laughs) <laughs> this joke has gone on uncomfortably long <laughs> no no such thing don't you dare say that it's uncomfortably short brothers. <laughs> okay but yeah no Genki is a real motherfucker especially like when they're about to sit down to Christmas dinner yeah. and Miles has to go outside and figure out what's going on with the power yeah and he and... covers for him to, to so that he doesn't get seen <laughs> Yep, and every interaction where Genki is looking out the window, it kills me, bro. Because he's so scared. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, Genki. He
0: he's 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 a he is a fun character. Uh also uh his other best friend, Fen, who is uh unfortunately the main antagonist. Well, her and Simon Krieger, I guess you could say. Um but she's Simon the final Krieger. boss. Um she is uh, uh a friend of his, of uh, his his best friend for uh, growing up, you know, before he met Genki. Um, slash love interest. Let's come on, let's be real. Slash, slash love, love interest. interest. Yep. Uh, they kind of have that unspoken connection that's very obvious, that little bit of, of flirting back and forth. And then, uh, actually, I think by the end of Act One, Miles kind of figures out uh, or discovers that she is the Tinkerer, the leader of the underground, uh, basically the demon faction of this game, I guess. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but honestly, I think that the underground is a little bit more threatening than uh the demons are. Oh, yeah, they because are. Because the technology that they possess is seriously just insane.
0: Seriously, they actually they, they possess like this um like advanced uh uh material uh that you can actually you can a- programmable matter, right? There's a there's a suit that yep. you can get using it if you complete uh if you get all of the underground stashes. Um, yep. which are one of the collectibles in the game but uh both the underground and the Roxxon are going to be like your two like like huge factions rockson kind of being the Sable units of this game uh in a lot of ways um and they both have uh, uh different types of abilities you know that will uh that uh complement miles's powers whether that be being weak to venom attacks or you know having uh rockson employees that can see through his invisibility um, but Finn is the leader of the underground uh, and the uh, the final boss of the game uh, and, and i think that's one of that, that is the the tearjerker you know that really came to mind when i was mentioning that earlier is just the whole finale and what happens with her at the end remember Miles you're spider-man they really think they can get us they check in trip up the building oh
1: oh yeah absolutely give me one good reason why i shouldn't kill you right now my mom would be very upset <laughs> <laughs> i love that shit so much bro pulls his when miles off. Yep. When Miles finally reveals himself to her, because she will kill him if he doesn't. That's the only choice he's got, because she literally had a blade to his throat. Yep. Which, that's that's another thing I love about these games, is that they're not afraid to get super intense. They have a T rating and not an M rating, which means the language, the sex, and the, the gore is not going to be super intense. And with games like this, they don't really need to be... Um, I like how emotional and how intense the story can get. And because of the power of the PlayStation 5 and the way that Insomniac does its casting and its face modeling, it's very close to the way Santa Monica does it. Yeah. Their facial expressions, their attitudes, the way lines are delivered, it's it's like you're watching a movie that you can actually perform in, and it is phenomenal. I can't wait to see where gaming goes. Like once we get to like the equivalent of like what Spider-Man 4 or 5 would be, imagine what games are going to be like in like 10 years, dude. We were saying this like a decade ago, but with how gorgeous these character models are, even though I'm not like the biggest fan of the way MJ is supposed to look in Spider-Man 2, the game itself looks incredible. And Miles Morales kind of kicked this off with these gorgeous character models and this gorgeous landscape that you could actually now witness in 4K or super intense high resolution 60 FPS with you know, performance ray tracing. It's just gorgeous to look at. It kind of brings out this intense, emotional, and dramatic experience. And this game, I mean, let's be honest, Spider-Man PS4 kind of started that and kicked it off because, of course, everybody cried when Aunt May died. But Miles Morales really took that color and that lighting and just showed you what the PlayStation 5 could do. And it's, it's an emotional experience. And you really feel... These characters, their emotion and what they're going through. It's almost like they're not just created characters anymore. Like they're real. You're feeling their experiences. And I'm going to step off my soapbox now because I'm going to go off on a tangent forever. <laughs> I love this kind of stuff. And it's, it's what draws me into these games. It's what makes these games so replayable because of the amount of emotion that you feel just swinging around the fucking city. Much less the... I mean, much less the actual story points that hit you in the heart. Like when miles finds out that his uncle Aaron is the prowler. Yeah. And it's just, it's, ugh, it's so good.
0: I, or, or more. So whenever he finds out that, you know, he basically betrayed him, although he was trying to protect him, but, uh, and, and he'll doing it in a
1: fucking shitty way.
0: Yeah. He ultimately redeems himself. And I am interested to see where their relationship goes within in the future. Um, But he's dealing with a lot of betrayal, actually. He's dealing with that while dealing with the betrayal of Finn. So it's a lot for a teenager to handle. Uh, A teenager that's recently been displaced from Brooklyn to Harlem uh, is having to be Spider-Man by himself for, uh,
1: I don't know, a few weeks or something. A month. Something. It's his. I think it's like a month and a half. Something. It's his crucible, though. That's yeah. these are the events that shape this universe's Miles into the Spider-Man that New York needs. When Pete inevitably stops being Spider-Man or gets killed, I don't know what the events of Spider-Man Two are gonna uh, are gonna hold for us, but we're setting up to be able to have um, Miles without Pete that's what Pete is ultimately doing when he decides you all everybody knows that when Pete takes Miles under his wing Pete is ultimately saying okay I trust you enough to be able to handle this shit when I am gone because when I am either killed or when I finally put down the mask I need to be able to trust that you can do this on your own and Miles proves that in this game that he can sure there's a lot of destruction and violence but I mean it's inevitable with these massive villains well and Miles go ahead go ahead go ahead
0: I was gonna say and 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 you know, I think one of the biggest parts of this game is that the whole like prisoner escape situation in the beginning is miles's yeah. fault right and he's the one that the, he, he's because of miles's action and his you know uh, naivete and um just, you know, uh, just still trying to learning to be Spider-Man. Uh, he messes up that situation, but he cleans up his own mess. And that's when Peter knows that he can leave the city in Miles' hands. And so Miles is determined to see himself through
1: this mess because of the responsibility yep. that was thrust upon him. Exactly. And I had something, but I forgot. Go ahead, Ash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that, that was the end of my thought.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, my brain just malfunctioned for a second.
0: It's all good, brother. Um, this is a great game, and, and there's there's so much to talk about, more than we can probably even get into. Um, but yeah, just hitting some of those like tear jerkers. I think like right at the end, um, Finn's death hit hard. Not as hard as May's death, not by a long shot, but it it still it made me cry, man, and it made me even tear up whenever I was I was playing you know the game most recently. Um, but then that moment at the end where Miles stands up and you see the emblem on his back. Uh, and I, I feel like you really got to play the ending with the default suit <laughs> so for it to really work the best. But I don't know. It might, work, might look cool with other suits, but it's just such I'm a gonna, cool fucking I'm going to be honest. I forgot moment. that Finn died, dude. <laughs> yeah. She uh, yeah. supermans him up into in, in, into the atmosphere so he could let go of all of the new form energy. You know, there are some theories that the reason why some of Miles' venom powers are blue in the new tra- in the new game. If you look at the trailers, there's a yellow there's our yellow electrical powers and there's blue ones, but there are some theories that it might be because of all the new form he absorbed at the end of this one.
1: Maybe I've only watched the trailers once because I wanted to get that wow factor from these trailers but also I didn't want to risk like seeing something and potentially it being spoiled for me so I actually didn't remember that but that's cool to think about and honestly I'm I'm just really excited to see how they do with the story cuz I mean we got Harry back and we've got you know a face off with Venom who is more than likely going to be Harry cuz Eddie Brock is not even a thought in this storyline but that that's for another time. That that thought process is really cool. I'm excited to see you know where they take that. And I was I had forgotten about Finn's death and so I was like how are they going to put her in this game? But nope, she she is there proof that she is dead? Like 100% it's un, undeniable that she's gone.
0: We didn't see it, I mean, but she exploded in a burst of venom energy like uh like hundreds or thousands of feet of the fucking sky you know like uh yeah i mean it's 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 it doesn't look likely but we did, we didn't actually see her body so
1: i they could We did a- and we're we're in a universe where shit can happen like Max Dillon falling into a vat of eels and becoming electro and i mean come on we have something where you know Finn could be you know somebody that appears at the end of the game. Because, I mean, this game, you can freely switch between Peter and Miles. Yeah. And who knows? They might surprise us. They've done it before.
0: Yeah, they have. So, yeah, also did did, did it ever, did it seem weird to you? Like, by the end of the story, how many people are aware of Miles's identity? So, it's not just Genki. It's not just Finn. His mom knows. She finds out, you know, I think by the, the second or third act. Yeah, but um, and Miles
1: straight up told her.
0: Well, she she finds him. He He comes home and he's beat up and he's in the spider-man costume and it's so but she's apparently supportive of of this and and understands the responsibility you know maybe in kind of the same way that aunt may knew for quite some time we're led to believe but uh they have them and also like half the fucking population of harlem okay no just a small community um Around where Miles lives and, and the on Plaza, but <laughs> like a, a, a number of residents of Harlem actually uh, know his identity, which is going to be kind of cool. He's got this whole kind of like support network that refused to uh, say anything.
1: Yeah, which honestly, I'm excited to see how they play that out in the next game because he could. What if there's a part of the game where you can like rally supporters to help you win a fight? That'd be cool as fuck. I think it'll play
0: a part of the story, you know, and and and. It, Miles is basically like Harlem's Spider-Man now. They, that's that's where he ends up in this game. Also, that shot of him and Pete at the very end is so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Let me think if there's really this anything. Game is just
1: so well done.
0: It it is, man. Um, try to think if there's anything else that like is is like really like we gotta we gotta hit. Um, as as far as the game goes. Oh, I mean, one thing I I definitely thought was interesting about this. So this game actually has, like the last game, a New Game Plus mode and an ultimate. Um, But what's interesting about that is that some of the abilities and suits are actually locked behind New Game Plus. Which actually encourages you to play through the game again, which is good because the game is so short. Um, and I think maybe even some of the, like, the additional powers that you can't unlock in the original playthrough are powers that maybe Miles wouldn't have at this part of the story, but he might by Spider-Man 2. So that, that's kind of the way that I see it. Is just kind of like a, it gives you a glimpse of like how powerful he can get. Um, and, and I,
1: I think that Miles can get ridiculously strong. I think that miles is going to exceed Pete in every way possible. Cause I mean, let's be honest, Pete can catch a fucking car flying at him at probably like 30 or 40 miles an hour, probably faster than that. Miles can and, do that while
0: invisible and set it uh, on uh, and 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 electrify it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Miles is ridiculous, man. I mean, to be fair, he has, he's always had the potential to be greater than Peter. Um, but uh, I, I think they're in the comics they're going to be greater together. Together, I think in the comics. <laughs> I think they said that Peter's uh, spider sense is better, um, and I would think Peter's maybe a little bit more intelligent because um, they. I think they mentioned in the comics that like Peter actually has the he he would be smarter than Reed Richards if he was ever actually able to apply himself, but he's so busy as Spider Man that he he can't fully a- apply himself uh, in the way that Reed Richards can as Mr. Fantastic. I don't know. I think there was something about that. Um, but anyway, Reed Richards is the
1: smartest man alive, right?
0: Right. But there, I think in the comics, like I think canonically, Peter actually has the uh, capacity to be, we just, he just hasn't really been in a position to do that. Yeah. But, uh, Miles has his own strengths as Spider-Man. And I think that this game demonstrates that extremely well. Um, one thing that's really interesting about having these two characters, I think we talked about in the last episode, though, is that we're having both of these Spider-Men acting together in this universe. Um, Peter didn't die. Miles didn't come from another universe. He's just literally another character named Spider-Man. Uh, and, and that's what they say. They're like, you know, hey, you're the, you're the other Spider-Man. You know, like, I think it is actually really funny how they're just, like, with no explanation, both characters just use that name. But I think maybe it just kind of fits Like, in a sense, you know, and I think they make it work with the whole Spider-Man creed, right? Or the Spider-Man oath, whatever it is.
1: The the oath. Yeah.
0: I think it's the oath. We'll add it to the oath. It's Um, the
1: very beginning, right before Pete leaves, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And then they bring it up again at the end, too. Um, And and I love how they have kind of this, like, mirror sequence where we see uh, Miles asking Peter in in, in that first scene, you know, how do you how do you even drink coffee like well upside down very carefully um and then we see <laughs> miles doing it at the end <laughs> showing that very he has carefully. become a full-fledged spider-man they are both spider-man they are the spider-men
1: yeah dude oh, okay all right Can we, are you cool with us kind of dipping our toe into like what we hope is coming for spider-man With this episode,
0: Uh, we we already have. I
1: don't know why you're asking me that. (laughs) I'm sorry. All right, I'm sorry. All right. So so, hang on. Just to commemorate this, um, where where is it? All right, sweet. So just to talk about this for a second, the web wings, bro. First of all, we see at the end of Miles Morales that Miles is a full fledged fucking Spider Man. Like these web wings, dude. I am so pumped for like the traversal of this game, because obviously you're going to be able to ride on wind gusts and currents. So what if we see Pete, because miles is obviously a brilliant kid, you know, obviously we know that he can kind of keep up with Pete. What if we see these two working together on upgrades for the suit and we get to see stuff that we could never even think was possible with Spider-Man Two?
0: Well, I know that there, there, there are like, like Peter's adding like the, the uh the arms onto the suit I know that's one thing so they are making some suit alterations already uh in, in the game I mean we're we're getting into more technology um, i I'm really excited to see like what both characters can do because they share and like what differences that they have from each other like um do they both kind of work on their own individual technologies now do they both work together on shit and share it I don't know
1: <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get. What if we have two entirely different skill trees for both Miles and Pete? So what I heard actually is that Insomniac
0: has has said that there are some shared, like in the skill tree, there are some shared skills and then there are some uh, individual skills for both Miles and Pete.
1: Like Pete has like spider sense skills and strength skills and Miles has venom skills. Oh, or I, I, they could show a scene where Miles bites Pete, and now Miles or and now Pete has venom powers. <laughs> I um
0: I, I I do expect that my, that Peter is going to be harder hitting, and he's going to be a character with just overall higher stats, um, yeah. th- than Miles. But Miles is going to have the, the Venom and camouflage powers, although Pete now will have both the Symbiote abilities and then uh, during parts of the game where he doesn't have the Symbiote suit, it looks like he's going to have those um, arms coming out the back, which are going to be more involved than just being like a suit power. Uh, and, yeah, I'm and
1: excited to see how he gets rid of the Symbiote because obviously he's going to overcome that corruption somehow.
0: And Because they face Venom together, so... Um, yep. We know that that yeah the, the symbiote comes off and there's a part of the story where you play before the symbiote and we see that they they've changed it so that Peter has a different set of powers involving the uh, the, the tentacles on the back which is kind of cool but I, I, I'm really interested to see like I don't even know exactly like how the abilities and gadgets work like are they selectable and you can equip them to the face buttons now uh, it almost look like that's that's kind of the way it works in the new game or are they just kind of like preset. Because um, well, I did like the way that the venom powers were mapped in this game, but
1: what what was what's something that we definitely get from Insomniac is that they know how to make it more accessible to the player, making it easier to kind of map stuff and overall control schemes. Because there's nothing really in Spider-Man or Miles Morales that feels uncomfortable to do. They've they've really mastered. I, I'm going to say it. Insomniac and Santa Monica are probably two of the best video game studios. They're just out of this world with how they're able to make the games so immersive and interactive. And part of that immersive experience is not struggling to do something on a controller. So I'm, I'm excited to see how they um, implement these new skills and new combinations on the controller because obviously they're using the full power of the PS5, so maybe there's some motion in there. Maybe there's, like, using your voice for certain things. I I don't know. We don't know. That Have you done the... uh. What is it? The the treehouse type thing or the play the playground on the PS5 that shows yeah. you like the overall abilities of your controller and stuff like that. And dude, it's fucking wild. Y- it's wild. So yeah, I have
0: played through that, and I know, it, and that's actually what makes me most excited because Miles Morales was actually developed for both PS4 and PS5, which is interesting because originally it was it was just going to be on the PS5, but then they made it for both. I guess because they realized that they weren't, you know, the game wasn't so technically different that they needed to, or maybe they they did have to dial it back a bit to do that. But either way, the game ended up being, you know, it doesn't take advantage of the PS5's uh, power uh, fully. You know, there, I I think you know the PS5 version is just uh, it's a lot prettier. You know,
1: Um, it's prettier, but it's not that much different. This game is gonna fucking hit-the-ground sprinting this was with what the PlayStation can... T-
0: for PS5, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Take that, Microsoft. <laughs> fucking weebs.
0: You know, and then, like... Nah,
1: but they just acquired Blizzard Activision, so Call of Duty's gonna get so much worse now. I know. Uh fuck. <laughs> so bad. Hey, I- I- side note, though. Modern Warfare 3 beta is really fucking fun. I'm usually pretty hyped about call of duty before it comes out but this game has like the feel of the older games you don't get melted quite as fast they're remastering all of the old modern warfare 2 maps the guns are balanced the snipers look like ak's and it's fucking weird but it's fun all in all but back to spider-man sorry
0: <laughs> no you're good actually we might as well start wrapping things up here so yeah zach go ahead and let's get into our final thoughts on spider-man miles morales
1: I think that it is perfect for those who kind of wanted a continuous story um, More Spider-Man content to kind of content to hold us over while we wait for Spider-Man Two. I think it's a perfect introduction to Miles' story as uh, the Web Slinger. Um, I think that the abilities are fun. I love, I love, love, love the Venom powers. the The bioelectricity is such a cool and creative way. Um, to just add to the arsenal that is their abilities and stuff. I think that the story is heartwarming. I think it's touching and heartbreaking in some points. And I think that it sets up perfectly for probably what is going to be one of the greatest action-adventure games ever released. I'm, I'm pumped. I think that Miles, as a character, is fantastic. I think that they did an excellent job scoping him out and making him lovable by all. And I... Am just excited to see where they take it, because obviously this isn't gonna be the end. Miles will eventually become, you know, the main event. Eventually Pete'll put down the put down the web shooters and just go all out and just give it to Miles. So I I love it. I think it's fantastic. It's it was perfectly priced for the length that it was. It was forty dollars for PS4, fifty for the PS5 upgrade. Um, and it was just enough to kind of smoothly hold you over. While you're waiting for more. I think Insomniac did a fantastic job, and I'm very much looking forward to next Friday. It's gonna be a good time.
0: Hell yes, brother. You know what's weird is I was just watching a review that said that the game was sixty, and I was like, I don't think that was right. I'm pretty sure the game was was forty for the for the PS4 at least, and uh yeah, fifty no, for
1: the No, the game was um forty dollars for the PS4, fifty for the PS5. Right.
0: So yeah, that that sounded right to me. Okay. But, yeah, as far as my final thoughts go, it, it, again, this is just, it, it's more of a good thing. That's what Spider Man Miles Morales was. Uh, and Insomniac was pretty transparent about what it was, you know, um, early on. So uh, it's just kind of a condensed, slightly more polished experience, on, uh, especially on the PS5. Uh, yeah. But giving you some new angles and, and showing you a different Spider Man. And not just making you feel like Spider Man, like Spider Man 1 did, but. Making you feel like Miles' Spider-Man, making you feel like Miles under the mask. It's a game that makes, you know, just the same way that Spider-Man One made you feel both like Spider-Man and made you feel like Peter Parker. Um, this game perfectly encapsulates what it's like to be Harlem Spider-Man, Miles Morales, which is which is fucking awesome in, in this universe. Um the the story is, is well written uh we didn't even get into like you know we, we we briefly mentioned Simon Krieger, but just how much of a bastard that guy is um you know and uh the uh the story beats the uh interactions between you know miles and his his uncle the prowler uh, somebody else who knows his identity <laughs> yep uh, and and uh and geeky and everybody um and just the flavor that miles adds. To this game, uh, it, it ultimately just worked as as really kind of lubricating us for Spider-Man Two. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I'm a little off-put that you said lubricating, but I mean, I guess it makes sense. Well, yeah, because if you're, you know, the the, the anus
0: doesn't self lubricate, Zachary. You know, you you, you, <laughs> you if you're if you're if you gonna if you're gonna fuck it, you. Thanks know. for
1: listening, everybody. Have a good evening. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that what Insomniac did that's really unique is they took the exact same thing and made it a new experience, which is pretty fucking cool. You know, it's very hard to take. It's like a Rubik's Cube. There's a bunch of fucking ways you can solve it, but then you add just like one more layer to it. It's the same thing. You got a bunch of layers to solve it, but it's a new experience. And that's I think true. That that's what they did that's what they did with Miles Morales, and it's really cool. Dude, it's like a four they, by
0: four Rubik's Cube. Yes, a four by four Rubik's Cube. You solve by turning it into a three by three, but there's a couple extra uh, uh steps, there's a couple extra algorithms yep. you have to do in order to solve it. Perfect big, analogy. Big,
1: big brain analogies from Zach today. I got a big <laughs> head, gotta have a big brain.
0: Hell yeah. I didn't know you could solve Rubik's.
1: I can, yes. I can solve up to a 5x5. Five five.
0: I've never done a 5x5, five five, but I used to have a 4x4. It's, it's ass. It's ass. Um, my record on a 3x3 three three was a was 1 minute and 5 seconds. It was a good cube.
1: I got you beat by 10 seconds, brother.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah. I got it down to 55 seconds one time, and I almost came Woo to boy. the conclusion that I was fast with it. Yeah, you <laughs> thought I was going to be nasty with it. But...
0: Oh man! You know what? This is great. I think I think that's why, like, I think that's why, like, we love Spider Man so much. Uh, Robert, you, you 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 can um, you can uh, uh, relate to this as well. Like when you're when you're a nerd, you know. And, you're and a nerd Ro- all the way. You're a nerd. Robert's Robert's a car nerd and 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 a and a film geek. And uh, Robert Robert's sitting here in my apartment. He 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 he's uh, staying with me for a month. Our uh, our good friend Robert Ortegon from Collateral Cinema Movie Podcast. But anyway. We're all geeks and nerds here, and I think that's why we relate to the Spider-Man character. Um, I mean, for me, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. Like, 100%. Specifically Peter Parker, Spider-Man, actually. I feel like I, I relate to him the most. But um, Miles Morales' Spider-Man is, is, like, is so close as, as, as a character, yeah. especially in these games. But th- that's why he was always so relatable to me, you know, is just being a fucking nerd. and And I think that's why, like, the like Sam Raimi uh, uh Toby Maguire portrayal just really like resonated with me <laughs> and got me hooked on superheroes to begin with
1: I think it did I think Sam Raimi's Spider-Man did that for a lot of people even though it was kind of the most far off interpretation of Spider-Man but you know what it's fine you know what it's fine it it brought us all a little closer to the superhero genre and made us fall in love with Spider-Man Toby McGuire, Toby Maguire <laughs> did an excellent job and his Spider-Man was a little lacking, but his Peter Parker was perfection. And it was relatable because we got bullied in high school. You know, we loved gadgets and toys and uh, we, you know, we were brilliant. And we felt like we were seen with his character. And it's something that will resonate with me probably for the rest of my life, you know? Hell yeah. So I feel you on that front, brother. Like that's speaking to my soul. I'm going to go play some more of the Modern Warfare 3 beta. I don't know if you have anything else to say, but we love you guys, and we can't wait to play Spider-Man 2 with you guys.
0: Dude, I'm I'm so there. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, please leave us a rating on your podcast platform of choice. Um, you can also hit us up on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you call it anything but Twitter, you're a fed. Um...
1: Yeah, we'll X that out real quick. <laughs> uh,
0: we You can find Collateral Gaming wherever you get your podcasts. So we are delivering our planned September content a little bit late, but this is the end of that. This was our season premiere. Uh, coming up next, we will be getting into our spooky content. Uh, so hopefully uh, by the end of October, we should have uh, both of our uh, – October episodes out, so that is Resident Evil Three and Dino Crisis, as well as our Halloween special on Silent Hill for the Room. Uh, probably a, uh, a bonus round, uh, a Halloween themed
1: bonus round of some kind. Ah! Day. Shit, dude! Huh? That scared me. That scared me, bro. You said spooky content. <laughs>
0: And Then, yes, uh, November, we are going to be getting into uh, Spider-Man 2. The game comes out October 20th, so end of October, I think it's like we should have our part one episode out maybe a couple weeks after the game is out, and that'll be our spoiler-free review of it. And then part two, we're going to get into full spoiler details, uh, as we do with a lot of games that are just, like, must-dos on the podcast. Hell yeah, Daddy. (laughs) Uh, uh, December... We will be then uh, doing our Zelda month, so Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, not necessarily in that order, and then our uh, holiday special on the Grinch, which was your pick. Actually,
1: then. it's it's funny because Oracle of Ages and then Oracle of Seasons is the right order.
0: That's the order I am playing it in, but I think the canonical order is Seasons than Ages.
1: No, I always did Ages first. Yeah, always. It's well, better that way. Seasons is a more colorful game that's more focused on combat rather than puzzles, and I like the ending to uh, Seasons a little bit more than I like the ending to Ages because it feels a little bit more climactic, and with the special thing that happens once you link the games, it's much better formatted to be in Seasons, so I, I, I personally, but that's a topic for another time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, and we will have the time to talk about it. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, we'll also be doing probably some kind of year in review episode, either at the uh, last day of December or the first day of January. So uh, that'll I'm looking forward to that just to cover any of the games that like we would have wanted to do a game launch or plan to, but just didn't get a chance to um, due to uh, financial and or other constraints. But yeah, guys, I am looking forward to season six of Collateral Gaming. It's going to be an absolute blast, uh, especially with uh, uh, starting out with so much Spider-Man content. Man, I'm, I'm, this is already on on a good note. Oh so. yeah, hell
1: yeah! Um,
0: I think that's about all there is to say. That being said, uh, I've been Ashley Chancellor.
1: I've been and always will be Zach Gio. <laughs>
0: And this has been the Collateral Gaming season premiere with Exaggerated Swagger.
1: (laughs) Yeah!
0: truth in this world, don't let the city go
1: down. you know. The swag, they fill it. the shoes, I kill them. while meanwhile I'm fighting a villain. She know what the deal is, a cliff full of heroes, she made me move on the ceiling. Just ask, they know where the ill is, spotty sense I feel the vision. They really think they can get us, they checking the drip when I flip off the building, yeah. <laughs>